Deutsche Welle. Die 77%. Two plus two is four, minus one, that's three quick maths. Big Shark with his hit jam, Man's Not Hot, kicking off the very first edition of DW's youth radio show, The 77%. Why all those numbers? Well, 77% of Africans are younger than 35, and it's you who are shaping the continent's future. In our new program, we'll be busy sharing your stories, your dreams, and your challenges. Of course, we invite everyone to get involved and join the debate. New year, new start. So without further ado, I wish you all a happy new year and say thanks for joining the debate. I'm Crispin Mwakideu in Bonn, Germany. I tell a man's not hot. I tell a man's not hot. The girl told me, take off the jacket. I said, babe, man's not hot. Never hot. I tell a man's not hot. Never hot. And coming up, cartoons made in Africa for Africa. In one of our films, which is called Powit, we deliberately feature a specific architectural style we call Jibalia. Even tourists come here to see it. And it's immediately clear that we're in Africa. Staying on a positive theme, we'll be unveiling a new strand from Deutsche Welle, which aims to show that there is a lot more to Africa than just disease, war and poverty. There is a lot of other good things that are happening on the African continent, which is why our show is called What Else? Don't miss out on that interesting interview with my colleague Wanjiku Maura. Plus, ever been to Kampala? No? Then stick around for we'll be guiding you around the capital city of Uganda, also known as the Pal of Africa, in a new segment we are calling My City. It's a new year, a time to hope and dream, a time to make those resolutions which by February most of us will probably have forgotten about. But nevertheless, each year is an opportunity to start afresh, and that's exactly what these cartoonists in Burkina Faso are doing. They created an animation company with the sole purpose of catering for African children. As Bram Posthumous reports from Ouagadougou, the cartoonists are aiming for the sky. <laughs> Very early, every morning at 5 o'clock, children get out of bed with only one goal, to switch on the television and watch cartoons. And everything these children see, sadly, comes from Japan, France or the United States. That's Wilfried Pare, the coordinator of ABCA, the Burkina Faso Association of Cartoon Cinema. He and a few friends set up ABCA in 2009 with the aim of creating a film industry with an unmistakable signature, that of Burkina Faso, or Africa if you like. Why? We think it's our job to add products that answer to the demands that exist here in Africa. Because we have beautiful stories to tell, beautiful landscapes and a beautiful way of looking at the world. For the last eight years, Wilfried Pare and his friends have been trying to put animated films from Burkina Faso on the map. With little or no money and only piecemeal international backing, but with plenty of ideas. 
Olodrisa Kambu is a specialist in building animated designs. For example, Pawit, he says that there is an architecture that is built. In one of our films, which is called Powit, we deliberately feature a specific architectural style we call Jibalia. Even tourists come here to see it. And it's immediately clear that we're in Africa. Andre Daniel Tapsoba is another specialist who, along with Olodrisa Kambu, has been training scores of young men and women in the fine art of creating cartoons. We dress our characters in traditional clothes, what we call faso danfani. It's another way in which we want to make sure that our cartoons look different from the rest and are distinguished. The film Pawit, named after its main character, is a tale of village intrigue set in Burkina Faso's endless savanna. It is one of their better-known productions. Afro Games, a fast-moving film featuring traditional African sports, is another. Je me rappelle très bien que pour Afro Games, déjà même pour les personnages, on nous avait demandé un style un peu occidental. For Afro Games, we were asked to adopt a slightly Western style. For instance, in the choice of our main characters, we refused because this production is aimed at an audience that is familiar with our reality. Wilfried Pare points at the biggest problem besetting the industry he and his friends hope to set up: money. Making a cartoon film is an extremely lengthy process involving dozens of people. They create the landscapes, the buildings, the music, the characters, their clothes. And then there are others who voice the film and still others who make sure that the moving designs and the sound are synchronized. One full-length film can cost as much as 3 million euros to make, they tell me. That's more than the Ministry of Culture spends on film in an entire year. As Wilfried just pointed out, foreign donors come with their own agendas, and so ABCA remains for now with little money but plenty of creativity, never short of ideas. Their drive remains the same: put African animation on the map and ensure that Afro Games, Bataki, and Pawit become household names like Shrek, Chicken Little, or indeed Titeuf, the raucous French adolescent. Andre Daniel Tapsoba and Olodrisa Kambu share their dreams for the future. On aimerait plus tard pour avoir des applications dans des portables Afro Game. We want to turn Afro Games into an app and promote African games worldwide to ensure that they don't disappear. Moi, je vois plutôt qu'un centre de formation. We should have an international training center where we share knowledge we have gathered about our culture and our way of telling stories. They also want to continue making good films, of course. Now, one more question, gentlemen: Where are the women? Wilfried Pare replies. Pour les faire venir dans les formations, nous avons de sérieuses difficultés. Nous avons voulu avoir un quota de 25% de femmes. We have tried to get them on our training sessions. We set a minimum quota of 25%, but it was very difficult. It seems they don't see the point of making cartoon films. But we want to get them interested because the funny thing is, the few we did manage to get involved turned out to be better than the boys. DW correspondent Bram Postumus reporting. Now let's leave the world of cartoons behind and come back to reality. 
Last year was a tough year for Africa. Political chaos in Kenya, Togo, and the Democratic Republic of Congo, a coup in Zimbabwe, numerous deaths of African migrants in the Mediterranean, and not forgetting the slave market in Libya, which sent shockwaves across the continent and around the world. What else? Well, that's the question I put to my colleague Wanjiku Maura, host of the new DW show known as What Else? <laughs> you know, to be very honest, when this question is asked to me, I always think uh, a lot. But there is a lot of other good things that are happening on the African continent, which is why our show is called What Else? Because, yeah, yeah, you've mentioned all of these things, a political crisis says that happened. But yeah, what else? We have farmers who are deciding, you know what, this climate change, we will address it head on. And they are making sure that the seeds that they're buying will yield more and are drought resistant. They're taking these steps. So let's tell these other stories. What made you come up with the name? What else? What's behind it? It all started one cold evening with my colleague Eddie. It was after an editorial day, so um, we had worked on different stories. I think it was the time during the Kenyan elections or before, or preparations for. There were protests in Kenya and there were other things happening. And this is all we were reporting. And we were like, come on, we are Africans. We are telling the African story, but it's all doom and gloom. Surely the African continent with all its over 50 countries cannot only be having sad news. And this is when we asked ourselves, so what else is there then? And our first country was South Sudan. And we Googled. So positive news about South Sudan. And we came up with nothing. This is actually why we started thinking, come on. Yeah, we know South Sudan and its history and, you know, reclaiming the boundaries and saying, yeah, we want to be independent. Yes. But then... What other stories are coming from this country? There's no one else documenting these stories. And if there is, they're not easily available, especially online, which is why this format is based on the Internet. It's for the Internet consumers, for Facebook people. People on Facebook can then search on Facebook and see, OK, what else is happening in South Sudan or other countries? What's your target group and, and what stories do you want to bring to those you're targeting? Everyone who identifies as a youth is our target mm -hmm. because we keep talking about getting homegrown solutions for the African problems or challenges, if I will call them so. And some of the topics that we have been looking at, we intend to keep looking at, is political involvement. We know that often when you cover African news, you will always see older men making news. But we are leaving out the numerous groups of young people, both male and female, who are actively engaged in political discourse, who are actively engaged in civic education for people across the political divide, across the social divide, the poor and the rich. But you hardly get their stories told unless one of them dies, of course. It seems like there has to be blood involved or someone arrested. That's when we realize, oh, yeah, we should actually cover that story. Our topics will include these political topics, but also social life things like Rape myths, for example. Some people think a man cannot be raped, but that's that's not true. Well, it sounds like what else is going to be very pro-African and bringing yeah. the positive side of Africa. What are some of the hot topics, the debating topics that are 
are going to, to dominate uh, year 2018, this year 2018? There are, there are several, first of all. And I think one of them is actually living positively with HIV AIDS. You might think, wait, but we left that in 2000 and I don't know what. But you might be surprised to actually realize that still people have misconceptions about HIV and AIDS and still more girls are actually scared of getting pregnant more than they are about getting HIV AIDS. So they would rush to get morning after pill or a plan B pill than they would to actually wear a condom. And this this is socially taboo topics. You do not talk about sex. But what else is also the kind of show that pushes you to think, okay, so we know it's political stories most of the times, but then what else also includes the taboo topics that people are not ready to talk about? DW's What Else host, Wanjiku Maura. You're listening to The 77%. Glad you could join the debate with me, Crispin Mwakideo, in Bonn, Germany. Still to come, my city, Kampala. And here we rock the party, non-stop with booze, beautiful babes, loaded dudes, full house. It's tight and lit over here. The town has many nationalities, Nigerians, Kenyans, Ethiopians, Eritreans, South Sudanese, Randese, <laughs> and so many. My country people. Is the city surrounded by seven hills? No, I'm not talking about Rome, but Kampala. Uganda's capital city is also located next to Lake Victoria, Africa's largest lake. But there's more to the city of five million than the green hills and bustling commercial activities. That's why we chose Kampala to kick off this brand new segment of My City. DW's correspondent Frank Yiga takes us on a tour of Kampala on its famous Boda Boda motorcycles. It's afternoon rush hour at Queen's Clock Tower Junction in the city center of Kampala. It's noisy and congested. Human and motor traffic are squeezed bumper to bumper. Weaving through the chaos are countless motorbikes carrying one or more passengers. Many don't bother with helmets and lots of the bikes are piled high with luggage. Peter Kauju is the communications manager for Kampala Capital City Authority. He assures me that the city is busy trying to devise stringent measures to control the 100,000 motorbikes, also known as border borders, in the city. They are a menace. Some of them do not want to comply with the traffic regulations because you will find them riding on pavements and pedestrian walkways. They will be crossing and defying traffic signals when it is indicating red. He will come and ride through. And also the fact that they don't, you know, observe and respect other users. So they are a menace in that, in that way. The statistics they give you indicates over 80%, actually over 85% of the accident cases in uh, the casualty ward have a link to, to border borders. But also when you look on the other side, they've been able to help and uh, stand in the gap where there is a transport need. Downtown in Kampala City, everybody's scrambling for space. Pedestrians, street vendors, hawkers, vehicles and border borders. Fred Mutabazi is one of the many motorists whose engines have fallen silent. That's because he's been held up in traffic jams for over two hours. The traffic jams are so bad he's going off driving. We have been here for ages. You can imagine how much time and fuel we are wasting for two good hours now on the road. By the time you reach home, you're dead exhausted. 
When Kampalanza are not trying to get to work, you can find them partying in suburbs like Kabalagala, especially around big holidays like New Year. The place is full of clubs and bars and many people party 24-7. Dreadlocked on a blaze, one of the locals has dubbed this party epicenter. Yeah, man, you never go wrong when you come here. We party all night long. You can see club after club, bar after bar, like the Porsche, Capitol Pub, Obama Bar, Sherry's, Deuces, Casablanca. Man, here we rock the party non-stop with booze, beautiful babes, loaded dudes, a full house. It's tight and lit over here. The town has many nationalities. Nigerians, Kenyans, Ethiopians, Eritreans, South Sudanese, Randis, <laughs> and so many. It's the variety. The choice is yours. You are here. At New Year, other people like to give thanks for the role God plays in their lives. Huge crowds gather to welcome in the New Year with prayers. At Victory Church in Indeba, Pastor Jagen Semakula leads the celebration. If you believe in Jesus, you believe in his power. And if you believe in his power... When you look at the churches, um, like all the other sectors of society, uh, the youth are the majority. And to see so many youth like that uh, come to church, flock in such places, um, thanking God, and you, you may not want to examine their commitment, whether they are really very committed, they are doing it for convenience or conviction. Uh, these are not the issues, but just appearing and being there, I think, is, is actually just a very good. After all the praying and partying, Ugandans like to fill their stomachs. Many of the city's young residents head to restaurants like this one, Baguma, on Buganda Road. Traditional foods, snacks and drinks are popular here. The queues start at midday. Some eat in and many others pack and go, as Chichoncho explains. We are really proud to be the best in Kampala. I think what makes us stand out are the local dishes we cook that are not cooked anywhere. We prepare goat meat, offals, cow hooves, and by the way, here we don't fry. All our sauce is boiled, purely boiled. Our customers love a shabwe, that sauce made out of ghee, through a process called okurunga. After filling our stomachs, we Kampalans head back out into the busy traffic to get to our next appointment, or just to start the long journey home. For DW, this is Frank Yiga in Kampala, Uganda. Makes you want to jump on the next plane and fly to Kampala. But of course, if you wish to have your city covered in this segment, just drop us a line by visiting our DW Africa Facebook page and we'll try and arrange a visit. Unfortunately, that's all we had time for. Remember, you can find the entire show by simply visiting dw.com forward slash Africa. Join us next week for more stories. And who knows, we could be visiting your city sometime soon. On behalf of the production team here in Bonn, thank you for your great company. I'm Crispin Mwakideo, wishing you a great week ahead and all the best in the new year.